For important disclosure information, please visit acgwealthmanagement.com forward slash podcast disclosure. Hello, and welcome to ACG Wealth Management's September Investor Insights video. I'm Bobby Moyer, and I'm joined with Sandy Wiggins. Good morning, Bobby. Good morning, Sandy. Well, Sandy, August was lived up to the hype of being a, a challenging month for, the, for markets, as kind of it historically has been. We saw the S&P fall 5%, the NASDAQ 7%, both from their recent highs. Uh, but, you know, all in all, when the month finished, it wasn't too bad. But with that, why don't we jump into the numbers? For the month, the S&P 500 ended up losing 1.59%. This is the index's first negative month and worst month since February of this year. The index is still up by 18.7% year to date. There was only one S&P 500 sector positive in August, the energy sector, which returned 1.8% for the month. Communication services was the second best performing sector, only losing 37 basis points for the month. The worst performing sector was utilities, which lost 6.16%. Utilities is now down by 9.3% year to date, while the best performing sector, communication services, is up 45%. This is a delta of 54% between the worst performing sector and best performing year to date. Utilities is historically a defensive sector, but has a high dividend. As we saw interest rates rise, the utility sector dropped. The NASDAQ performed slightly worse than the S&P in August, losing 2% for the month, but remains positive by almost 35% year-to-date. The smaller market cap indexes did worse than the S&P in August. The mid-cap index lost 2.9%, and the S&P small cap 600 lost 4.1%. International also had a difficult month. The MSCI EFA, comprised of developed market countries, lost 3.8%, and the Emerging Markets Index lost 6.2% in August. Both of these international indexes are positive year-to-date. Developed markets by 10.8% and emerging markets by 4.5%. The U.S. dollar had another strong month against a basket of foreign currencies. This acted as a headwind to foreign returns for U.S. investors. Speaking about bonds for the month of August, it was a volatile period. There were mixed returns depending on the type and duration of the bonds that one might have invested in. During the first part of the month of August, interest rates rose significantly and bond prices fell. But this reversed later on in the month. Rates fell and bond prices increased. The Bloomberg U.S. Aggregate Index ended up falling by 64 basis points in August, but is positive by 1.37% year-to-date. The one- to three-year U.S. Aggregate Index was positive by 37 basis points in August, and for the year is up almost 2% at 1.9%. High-yield bonds were also positive for the month of August. So, Sandy, as, as we move on from, you know, kind of the numbers for the month, it was a, a challenging month in August. We saw that 5% drop, the 7% drop in the NASDAQ. And depending on where you sit, if you're a bull or a bear, you know, kind of drives your narrative. Uh, these these investors who've been bearish or underinvested all year are kind of saying, oh, back to reality. We see the volatility. Here comes the market drop. Well, that reversed and August ended up not being too bad. Um, and if you're a bull, you kind of say, okay, we were maybe over a little bit overbought heading into the month of August. And then historically August, some traders on vacation, maybe get low volume. This is just what happens in August that, you know, the uncertainty and, and who knows what's going to happen in the month of August. So depending where you sit, you could, you know, August played to your narrative and overall it ended up not being a terrible month. But, you know, a couple big um, events, I think, whether it be economic news or events that happen in the month that we can hit on. Why don't you touch on, you know, Fed, the Fed's symposium in Jackson Hole and, and the, the Fed Powell speech? Yes, yeah, sounds good, Bobby. And, and everybody watched very closely what uh, Chairman Powell had to say 
you know, every word, there's uh, there's a lot of debate on what does it mean and even how the tone or the inflection he uses, and that was no different. Um, what was different is that this year, it wasn't quite the market mover as it has been in the past. There's a lot of attention obviously placed on any speech that Chairman Powell provides and Jackson Hole typically is not anything different. There were a few comments worth mentioning. Uh, he, he talked about, you know, used a sailing analogy, I guess, about uh, navigating by the stars on a cloudy night. There's still a lot of uncertainty about certain aspects of the economy, certain components are, are still really resilient. Others are showing some weakness. It's really all about the narrative that we've heard for, you know, what, 18 months now, and that is the goal of fighting inflation. And uh, in the speech, he also indicated that it would be uh, their job to continue doing, you know, fighting the job until they, they get it done, which could have been a bit of a hawkish uh, part of the narrative, indicating that they'll continue to raise rates if they have to, but we're going to continue to hear about data dependency moving forward. Looking into September, which is the next Fed meeting, there is a uh, indication that there probably won't be a rate increase there and a 55% likelihood of a pause again in November. So more of a coin flip, but it sounds yeah, like in November. Yep, yep, yep. And I'll tell you, Sandy, I don't think I'd want to be a captain of a ship if all I have is the stars and it's, it's cloudy out. So um, pretty much of a dicey an environment here, but maybe truly data dependent. I think the Fed is always data dependent, right? But, you know, last year we kind of knew that they were on this track of raising rates aggressively once they got going because inflation was so high. But now inflation coming down, you know, maybe some of the economic indicators um, softening a little bit. They truly are watching the data month to month and that will create a little bit of volatility, I think, um, just because every release is going to be, you know, closely watched. So I think, Sandy, some of the data that, that I'll touch on real quickly came out. Some of this data came out after the Fed meeting, which I think is, is kind of interesting um, after what the, the Fed chair said and looking at data. You know, one report that came out the last week in August was the JOLTS report, which is, you know, widely followed. And that's the Job Opportunity Labor Turnover Report and a, a pretty soft report for the JOLTS report. We saw in job openings come in at about 8.8 .8 million, which was down from somewhere in the 9.5 million expectations around 9.1. So way softening in opportunities out there for people to find the lowest levels going back, you know, over two years. Another piece was the quits ratio or the quits percentage, 2.3%. Um, so, you know, people generally quit when they have other opportunities out there. But this is the lowest level going back to 2021. So again, a two-year low on, on people quitting. Uh, new hires was at a low of um, going back to, I think, January of 2021, but back in 2021. So you look at some of this data out there, the, the jobs labor you know, picture has definitely softened from this one report that came out again after the Fed meeting. You had the, the job unemployment report that came out in early August, showed 187,000. Again, this is going back to um, jobs created a, a low since 2020. Um, and then this morning, we're, we're filming this on September 1st, we just got a new jobs number, it came in at 187,000 slightly above where the expectations were at 170 but again you know a little bit lower and you had to revision that number i just talked about was revised downward to in the 150,000 range um markets like that though right markets you know quickly i don't know how we'll finish bad the friday news good news. exactly bad news is good news and i don't know where we'll finish today it's friday before a long weekend so who knows but the markets rallied off of that news here on friday september 1 we'll see what how we close the day 
um, you had, you know, the conference board's job confidence was lower than expectations from expectations of 116 down to 106. These are a little bit of, of softening numbers that are definitely showing out there. And I think, you know, this is what the, the Fed wants to see, though. They, this is what they've been pushing for. A little bit of pain. The unemployment rate this morning went up to 3.8 from 3.5. They want to see this, you know, but they the market wants to see it, too, because that means the Fed could pause. But at some point, you know, this is a delicate touch here. At some point, what if it gets too soft, right? And now the Fed is cutting rates because things are getting worse. So right now, maybe we're Goldilocks. Maybe it's okay. Things are weakening. We don't have to do a lot with rates at this point. But we've got to be careful that we don't fall off a cliff too much and, and would spiral out. Um, so right now, it's probably a good thing. The Fed could see a softening in the labor markets. Um, and, you know, there's some other things going on in retail. Yeah, you know, we keep talking about data, data dependency. And so if we look at retail, um, that's a mixed bag a little bit there because uh, you would think as as the economy softens, you know, companies like Dollar General would really perform well, but they're having a tough go at it. Campbell Soup is, is another example of, of a company that's reporting uh, data that's helping us get a better idea of where the consumer is. So the consumer... Changing consumer behavior, yeah, right? for sure. And... and you were talking about Goldilocks and where are we in that equation. Uh, you know, there's the talk of the soft landing, but it takes a lot of time to progress and let these rate increases work through the economy. And so back to the analogy of navigating on a, on a, on a cloudy night, you know, the Fed's still trying to figure out what this data is telling them. And, and bond markets and stock markets are, are acting rationally as best we can tell in this environment, you know, you've, you've seen interest rates uh, increase during uh, from from, um, I guess, where was it in August? Uh, well, mid-July, you were at three, July. 374, I think, by the 10 years. Yep, and they got up to 4, 435, yeah. finished at 411. Um, so a little volatility, which is concerning, right? You yeah. know, that part of it of going down, up and down. But the reaction to the market was consistent with what you would expect with the economic news and the markets. Yep, yep, exactly. And that's, that's again, back to data dependency. They'll, they'll look at a lot of data and um, we'll see where it goes from there. Yeah, it's uh, it's challenging for sure. And, and, you know, we don't want that recession, that soft landing recession. We'd rather no landing, no recession. Um, and to your point, you mentioned rate hikes are now filtering through the system. And that's going to continue. It usually takes over a year for these things to be felt. And Mortgage rates, I believe, in August got up to 7.48, almost 7.5%. And what we've seen earlier this year when we saw spikes above 7, that really hampered the housing market because it's costly now to buy a house. And, and this is across the board, credit card payments, delinquencies. I think Best Buy said delinquencies on credit cards are rising. Um, so there's a lot of data out there that consumer might be struggling a little bit, which will have the Fed pause. Well, and companies have a hard time with refinancing debt. Yeah. So earnings the point. might fall as a result of... Higher debt These higher, higher debt expenses and, and you know, it's, it's, it's all connected. Yes, it is. Um, so let's, we'll, we'll move, we'll look at September real quick. And another challenging month for September, historically speaking, September tends to be very, very challenging. You know, the Lehman collapse back in, I'm not obviously predicting that, but there's a lot of negative events that happened in September in the past. So that kind of skews the, the data to have September being a negative month, generally speaking. And when you look pre-election year, September really tends to be a challenging environment. Our, you know, our friend, I quote friend um, Tom Lee had some data mining out that he released about September. And he's on the other side of this, though. He's, he's done some data that says that if the market is up by 15% or more at the end of August, and August is a down month, 
September tends to be very strong. Um, there's That's historic data. Historic, yeah. So there's been a seven occurrences of this happening, and six of the seven, what's that 86% win ratio, you get to see this, and something the median return is somewhere like above 3%. So he see, and sentiment has fallen. You know, we talked about sentiment a lot this year. Low sentiment in December resulted in a strong market um, through the first part of the year. And sentiment has come off a lot with the market volatility and some of this data that we've seen. Um, so who knows? September, you know, might surprise folks that is setting up possibly could be be positive what has historically been um, such a negative month. Yeah, well, you know, time will tell. And, and then October, you know, is, is also another challenging month. Uh, but looking at the, the GDP side of the equation, the second quarter was re revised down a little bit. It's still above two. Yep, yep. But the third quarter predictions are pretty strong. Yeah, and you're also seeing earnings now, seeing a little bit of a positive revision um, for third quarter for, through the first two months. Analysts have actually raised their, their guidance. I believe it was 0.4, small, but usually you see the other way. Um, so maybe we, we've seen after, I believe it was three straight quarters of earnings declines, maybe we, we now see, you know, we've, we've peaked there and, and companies will start doing a little bit better. Um, so I guess, you know, Sandy, we close it out. You know, we don't know for sure what September will hold, but, you know, you got to stick to your allocation. You, you got to be invested and no, don't take too much risk. Don't let emotions take control and, and feel like things are going to go negative and, you know, you got to go to cash because interest rates are 5%. Whatever your, your plan is for, for your money, your investment strategy, you got to stick to it um, because you just don't know how strong this year has been. If you were negative, you know, the beginning of the year, you missed, you missed quite that. a rally. Yeah, for sure. Well, great. Have a good Labor Day weekend. Yeah, same to you. Take care. We'll see you next month. For important disclosure information, please visit acgwealthmanagement.com forward slash podcast disclosure.